Hello, I am Leave Nelson B, musician for Lonely Ghost Records, and this is Talent with Alan. Here, we will go over recent Lonely Ghost releases, as well as those from affiliated artists in a quest to get liner notes that you cannot get in a digital era. I hope you enjoy. We are. I like this angle better. I like having these like these, these, these floating these floating uh, monitors that I got now. Yeah, I forgot that you had those. Yeah. It is. It is so. It is such an upgrade. Uh, I will say though, I actually like the other angle better. I kind of like the wide angle on it. It was uh kind of felt like you were interviewing. You know, like you're kind of at a distance. It looked cool. I thought, but. This works too. Whatever, whatever you want, man. It's your show. <laughs> I'm yeah. just, I'm just guest hosting. So, let's uh, want to dive in. All right, yeah. Let's get, let's get into it. All right. So obviously, Nelson, this is uh, this is only your second episode, and you already got a guest host here. Yeah. Uh, so that we can, we can interview you without you just asking yourself questions, bouncing back and forth between screens or something. So you kind of obviously get the premise and the topics. You're going to talk about 3.x sinners. Are you going to talk about 3.0 saints also or no? I mean, I can. I mean, I, th- I think those albums are uh, in tandem. You know. I'm going to focus on sinners, but if you want to bring saints in too, you know, feel free. Because I, d- I do actually have a question that we're going to get into. So actually, let's get into that first. So uh, 3.0X Sinners is your new album that just came out on December 10th, obviously. Uh, I would say that it's a little bit funkier, a little bit uh, more maybe in the in tune with things like down-tempo electronica and some of that ambient type electronic music that maybe is done well by like Gold Panda or Giraffage, people like that. Uh, this is the closest to that that I've heard you do, at least on your release tracks, which I thought was really cool. But I noticed that Free Done and No Respiration use some of the same, at least some of the same vocal samples, but it sounded like they might be partner songs. So I was just wondering, you know, are some of these songs partners specifically tied to some of the songs on 3.0 Saints? Because there's a few times here where I heard something where I was like, this sounds like it's related. So let's start there. Uh, yeah. Uh, when I have like samples that I that I uh, that I use, and spe- specifically for no respiration and uh, and uh, and freedom, like I did those songs on the same day, and uh, no respiration was done because my sampler wasn't charged, and freedom was done when my sampler was charged. You know, so that okay. yeah yeah, so like it it was like two different methodologies with the same sample, and then. Uh, no, no respiration ended up being like a happy accident type situation that ended up, I think, sounding better than the, the way I had, you know, mapped out in my head what I what I wanted it to sound like. And Freedom is more closer to what I wanted it to sound like. Actually, Freedom was actually, uh, I did that song for Red Veil, actually, originally. And, oh, you know, okay. Red, Red Veil, uh, it, it, you know, busy person you know so it yeah. didn't it, you know didn't work out it doesn't always work out but yeah that, that was a, that was a plan for that one it was, I believe it was in the summer and we were talking about like you know having a compilation for BLM and stuff and that was meant for that so 
but you know, after a while, I just said, you know, I'm, I'm taking this. I like the song too much, you know, you know, to to wait for a response. So, but yeah, like yeah, so some of these, yeah, the songs are related because like I like having, I like using samples until I'm done with them, and seeing yeah. what what can what, what can happen, and I consider. 3.0 more more uh, happier than 3.x's. Um, yeah, I definitely hear that. Yeah. 3.x has a sort of and and I tend to kind of like gravitate towards melancholic electronic music in general. I really love that about a lot of the down tempo and ambient stuff, and I think that's part of what makes me think of that that those genres of music and those types of artists is because it's a little bit it's a little bit sadder sounding. Yeah. Yeah, and those songs were more more uh, in tune for, like uh, speaking of like reading out of no inspiration, like they they were more done as a reaction to like the George Floyd killing, you know, and like the frustration of how that how, of how that feels, and just to try and capture that emotion without, you know, having actual words out there is a, uh, it's a challenge that I take, you know, I and. I, I think Taylor, uh, Taylor from uh, All C Nine, pretty much hit the nail on the head for no respiration. Like, how can someone do this with vocal tra- so vocal samples? And I remember uh, listening to like old MF, MF Doom records, and Which one? Uh, like uh, Um Food and um, yeah. Operation Doomsday, when like the scene is set through through vocal traps. From old yeah. like cartoons or old movies yeah, or, or you know through a lot of his albums uh, on uh, what is it Danger Doom also they do a lot of that with Aqua Teen Hunger Force yeah and, and it's 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 something that I call back to you know it's something that that obviously inspired me and you know yeah I try I try to like have so for songs that require that that I want to have it I try to have like a narrative as it were yeah so you know obviously this album is a kind of a you call it a b-sides album i don't know that that's totally fair for any of these tracks but could you kind of explain how it is that these particular tracks ended up on this album i know that you have others that you've decided not to use on albums in the past i know that you have a lot of them so so what was it about these nine tracks that really stood out to you or made you think like you know what I'm gonna put out a whole another album. Uh, I didn't want 3.0 to be like a 20 track epic that like people didn't. That like I think it's easier to like to to ignore those type of type of uh, like really long ass albums. Um, Especially with instrumental albums. I yeah. Mean, no matter how good it is, you're kind of like too much of it, and it gets a little bit, you know. No, I could sit down and listen to like a a twenty five track against against all odds, you know, album or, yeah. or or like a DJ Shadow or RJD two album, but uh, like that's not not, not not everybody's <laughs> built for that, you know. Like like I'm not gonna put out like anything like more than like thirty minutes worth of material, like yeah, at a single point because I think that's like that's enough people's time that I'm asking for, and I try and I rather like put out like a lean good set of tracks not to say that the, the these tracks weren't good enough to be on 3.0 i think right. they are uh you know especially the but you know some of them like i said some of them have have sister tracks 
and like who wants like who wants to like the, that ruins the continuity of, of the record you know at least as far as how i see it and we have like tracks that sound similar or our sister tracks i think it's more have like a bizarro shade of of, of those of those songs come out later as opposed to having them all come out at once and you know have a list listener sit there for like 45 minutes you know like I, I I can't I can't do that to somebody because I would I would find that annoying. But well, and again, sonically, I do kind of think that they sound very different. Of the two, I actually like I think Three Point X is I I like more, just because it's a little bit more um, just melancholic and sad, and maybe a little bit more um, ambient of the sampling and things like that in general. It seems like a little bit of a softer album as well, and. Uh, I really enjoy that about this collection of songs. And I definitely think that some of these songs, if they had been on 3.0, would have kind of slowed down an album that felt like it was moving very quickly. Like I remember yeah. sitting down and listening to that album one day and it was over and I was like in the middle of doing something and I was just like surprised how quick it went by, you know? And, and um, I think that that's a really effective aspect of that album. I really like that, that you kind of, it moves you through kind of time but you don't necessarily notice it, you know? Yeah, man, I, I, I like having, I, I like, I like being able to put in, like, I, I was just, I have, I have a Bustin' Rhymes album, and that's like 20, 21 tracks, I think. Uh, and, like, it takes me, like, three, like, full trips of back and forth home to work, you know, and, yeah, because that's like a 25-minute trip, you know, to get over that al- album, and, you know, at least I, I, I'll like mine done inside of like one, two and two and a two and fro trip to work, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, and you know, that's something that I think about often with like Lonely Ghost in general. A lot of the artists that we work with about, you know, even the stuff I do too is kind of like, um, I don't know if necessarily things have changed or not, but like, I feel like sitting down and listening to like an hour and a half album is is like very challenging. And it's a challenge that oftentimes I fail, you know, and like eventually I just kind of like move past it. If I can't consume it within, I don't know, around half an hour, I'm probably not going to listen to it often because, or I'm going to only listen to the same half or whatever, because like it's, I don't usually pick an album up in the middle, you know, eight hours later, I'm not in the mood anymore. You know what I mean? Like, so it's like one of those things where, um, I think that, yeah, those long albums can be really challenging. And again, I, I know that we all used to listen to stuff like that, like regularly, like an album being an hour long was pretty common, but like, I don't know how we did it, <laughs> you know? I think the last time that I actually like went out of my way to make, to, to, to like really inconvenience my life for a record was, uh, was when the last A Tribe Called Quest album came out yeah. and, I, and I stayed up to midnight and I like sat down and listened to that record on Spotify. Yeah, I bought the record. It was coming to my house, you know, like the the LP and the CD, because you know I'm I'm the it's a tropical quest, you know. And I listened to that record like six times yeah. when it came it was a big out. Comeback album, right? Like, <laughs> I'm trying to think before that they hadn't released an album in what twenty years? Uh, I think it was seventeen. I it, think I yeah. Knew it was close, yeah. You know and. Like yeah, that record was was great for me, but like like that's what it had to be. It had to be a group that I really like was waiting on an album since like nineteen ninety eight, you know like yeah 
like and i'm i'm not gonna stay up and like i think i think before that it was like run the jewels three that that i actually stayed up to midnight and like listened to a record like three or four times like back to back you know and those times are not necessarily uh, all too common anymore. Like I said, like I've done it twice in like the last like five years, you know? Yeah. Uh, I, I don't really, um, so like, I don't really watch a lot of TV, like during the day or anything, even if I'm home, I don't. And I have like kind of a weird schedule, but like, I like podcasts, but like with albums, again, it's just like, I tend to just gravitate towards those short albums with that have like a burst of energy and you feel like great. And then, you move on and so like i feel like you're onto something with this like your albums you put out three this year and they were all relatively short and i think that they kind of leave you with a sense of like yeah i could put that on again you know like pretty quickly like i could just hit start again and you don't feel exhausted by it and like i've noticed with so many artists now they're releasing these kind of like these epically long albums you know they'll have like 25 26 27 songs on them sometimes or a double album or you know 18 songs even and it's like I know that in the streaming age that's kind of like a game right to like get your streams up but I, I I hate that like I hate that because I feel like there's so many good songs on those albums that don't really get the recognition that they would probably get if they were on a shorter album you know I, and I definitely think that I, mean, I definitely think that Kanye West was on to something by doing a seven track uh, yeah. thing that he did uh, a few summers ago like that, yeah. that that Bush, that Pusha T album was was fantastic, you know the Kanye uh, the Kanye West album was was pretty damn good in my opinion. In fact, that's like the perfect length to a Kanye West album, if you if you ask me, you know, like because I say about seven tracks is seven strong tracks is what he comes out with every time he does a record, um, except for the last one, obviously, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, well, like all, all of them were strong on that one. You you liked all of them on his last one. <laughs> Uh, on on the, on the seven track one uh, on um you know like like uh he's this king or whatever well yeah yeah the, the one with her like you know I'm bipolar and I and I that that, that, that was uh, Yee right that yeah, one yeah 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 uh, yeah that was that 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 was damn good like I really like that record you know I you know ever since Kanye has kind of like just like leaned in and embraced like all that mega bullshit like honestly i haven't even i like make a point of avoiding his music as much as possible um i know that we've talked about this before and you're no longer like a a yay fan but uh i I was i was a sickle fan i was i was a yay sickle fan for 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 a while now not so much because like like yeah. it's, it's just not healthy you know but uh yeah, he's just he he does he's doing too much harm you know and like it sucks because like yeah like for a long time his production alone it's just like you sit there and if you're into that kind of thing and you listen to it you're just like god damn you know like i just and he had that era you know he had like a, a few albums in there that were like that but it's um it's pretty wild so so let's go dive in a little bit deeper to each track so Sintro is the first track on the album. So that's yes. a weird name for a song. I know that you like to play with the word intro on your intro tracks. This felt kind of yeah. like a throwback to the the K quick a little bit there. Yeah, I did the Dolph intro, which was like yeah. freehand played and Sintro was, uh, it was music that I, that I, that I've had that I liked. I, I liked that, uh, the, 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 the piano riff that I, 
that is, that is sampled for that. And I also like, you know, like I sent it a few keys myself, but uh, I, I liked it. There was nothing I really could do with it besides like turn it into like an intro track and remove like everything but the kick drum and everything. Like it, 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 it and I wanted something that completely like clash with the rest of the album. Like I wanted something that sounded kind of happy, you know, to to lean into. Yeah. You know, and it's 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 a bright piece. It's a. It it's dreamy, yeah. Yeah. It, it sounds like a fairy tale or something almost. Yeah. Yeah. Like it yeah. gives you like a warm ambience. Yeah. And so yeah, uh, that, that 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 was the point of of including it to like you know like give a stark contrast to what comes after it, you know. That's basically the point of it. I probably made it too long when I listen to it now, but uh, I, I I I like the track. I, I'm I'll I'll forever be be proud of it. You know? Was there um was there any specific influence you had on that track? You said it kind of like stands out from the rest of them as a little bit happier. Is there something that like made you <laughs> make such a such a bright song? Um, uh, I th- I. Th- uh, the the sound of of the of uh, the piano used in like that context, like it reminds me of like of like a soundtrack to like old Charlie Brown cartoons. Okay. You know, and I and I wanted to have that kind of like childlike innocence, you know, of when I used to like like be sick and staying home from school and watching Charlie Brown cartoons like three o'clock on like the Disney Channel or some shit, you know. Yeah, yeah I wanted that was probably what I was thinking of more more than more often than not so we kind of touched on freedom i don't know if you anything else about that track if so you know feel free if not we could uh dive into hope a little bit there hope hope is an old track well hope is a hope is a old track that that i came back to later and um because what now what did you change on the track from the first time to kind of like the revisit uh, I, I I completely redid the drums. Um, yeah, completely because it's the, the 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 sample and how I how I chopped it stayed the same, but I didn't I didn't like it necessarily because because like it just I don't know it didn't sound it didn't sound it didn't sound like I think it sounded too similar to other things that I've done, that I've already done, and I went yeah when I redid the drums on it it was I'm like okay. This, this is this is this is all right. I think I did that around the same time as uh as as the last track on a on a no uh yeah as the last track on a on a 3.0 yeah I did that like the day before and yeah because Irukasha sounds really big and really anthemic you yeah. know like 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 you know like the main character just walked into the room type of type of uh type of vibe at least that's that's yeah. that's how I feel about it and. Uh, yeah, like, and I have hope, which doesn't, which sounds more subdued, and more, um, yeah, it sounds more subdued, more understated, but I really like the the melody of it, and I think I had finally had something when I redid the drums to it, and and it was more comfortable putting putting it out, you know. So, plus, yeah, I have a vocal sample on there, I believe. Yeah, uh, and and that that gave it a little, little more dynamics that. You know, and yeah, they gave it more dynamics and made it more like palatable for me. Like, and I actually listened to that song more, 
more now than I than I did when I first when I first finished it and was like, okay, like, this can go on, you know. You know. It, it actually does kind of sound like a little bit hopeful. Uh, I don't know if like you got the name from the sound of it or if you just decided that was the name of it and then kind of made a song to to fit it or you know. Uh, titles are always like the last thing that comes because usually usually it's like. As you know, like I had like a Mortal Kombat theme going on with uh, yeah, yeah, with, yeah. Thing, you know, I, with the working titles of the track. Name Goro. I love the name for that song. You know, but yeah, like yeah, mo- most of my most of my like I think I still have songs with like working titles of like Chrono Trigger characters. You know, you know. Why don't you just use those? That's that's fucking sick. <laughs> I'm a big fan, obviously. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, 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 yeah, I guess that, that that would be that would be a reason why people would would, would gravitate towards some of my music because, yeah, you know, but yeah, but but yeah, I, I really should keep my working titles. Every know, single but, title that you see on a Super Destroyer song is literally whatever the fuck I just pulled off my phone from a two a.m. thought or whatever. Like I don't double whatever song is next. I just look at the next title and assuming it's not like way off, like crazy. I'm just like that's it. <laughs> you know, like I feel like um, those titles are probably people hate that, but I don't know. I think they're more fun. You know, uh, you're yeah. creative. I feel like they'd be fun to see. Yeah, I still, I still, I still refer to some of my 3.0 tracks as like Girl and Kang. You know. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, uh, yeah. Hope Hope uh, was actually stay actually stay the same from working title all the way to. All, all the way to the end. Like I, I kept I, I hope and uh and hey. You know, but hey is more obvious of why it's called hey. <laughs> hey. But uh but yeah. But yeah, that's well, uh, yeah, that's hope. So, you know, with Cold Soul, we're talking about titles. You have other titles with cold in the name. I remember I'm thinking of uh the cold one, right? Is that what it's called? No, the cold what was that song called? It's on K Quick. Uh, oh, uh, I know what you're talking about. Um, but it's cause it, it was literally cold that day, and it's just so sampled. That's what I was getting at. No, 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 that's literally like I made that in a library and I was freezing. And uh, yeah, because uh, the NPC has like a standalone mode, and yeah. and which is like where somebody tracks came from i think like half of the sound was like from standalone mode and the other half are like from like direct computer work but um yeah it, i was in a library and, and i was you know i wanted a good view so i sat by like this giant glass window you know and, and this is like this is like this is last winter this is yeah and uh and oh man i just got back from chicago and i just wanted wanted i did not want to like yeah, I just got back from Chicago, and I just went to the, I went to the library and sat by this big glass window because there was like outlets there that people weren't using, you know, and um, yeah, and I did this the the, the soul the soul thing, and I'm like, and I'm just yeah, I need a title for this, and I'm freezing, I'm doing cold, <laughs> cold soul, and I actually really really liked that. It was like one of the first like soul sample songs that I've, that I've actually done, you know, and I think it found, I think it, the, 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 the way the singing is chopped up because yeah, the way the singing is chopped up, I really am proud of it and how some of it fits together. 
I really, I really got an appreciation for people who use like for for people who use soul samples after doing that, you know, because if stuff doesn't work, it really doesn't work, and you like, it, but it's more instinctual, I think, with soul samples. You know, if you got it, you got it. If you don't, you don't. Yeah, there's a certain quality to a lot of the soul samples that you hear that oftentimes I feel like it adds a, almost like I know soul can be very joyful in nature but usually it's used almost as to kind of like create an atmosphere that's almost the opposite it can feel very uh melancholic or just very kind of like um, like powerfully power like anthemically pessimistic you know what i mean like exactly and it's yeah it's so interesting because soul soul samples are like some of my favorite but i'm not like necessarily like you know a huge consumer of soul music but with cold soul you know it's funny because as i was listening to it I've been making ads, as you know, for things. And like, I just see the music video for Earth, Wind and Fire, September, like all those, those people like dancing and playing fucking guitars and shit. And it's, they look like they're in the fucking seventies. And I just imagine like a version of that was just like people melting. (laughs) I just kept seeing that. And I was just like, that would be like a really cool imagery for this. I don't know how we could do it, but like, it just sounds like kind of like soul music, but like melting, you know? And I, and I, in, in like the best way possible, it's really cool. And I'm the first time, like, really leaning into 808s as well, you know, like, the, T, the, the TR-808 sounds, I, I, that was, like, the first time I really leaned hard into them, you know, yeah, Cold Soul is an earlier track, you know, I actually have more from, from that, you know, like, time where I was, like, using Soul Samples, and, yeah, because yeah, this and uh, Irokashu were, were, were both, like, you know, Soul Sampled type stuff and those are all those are the top two those are my favorite two that i that i that i did release and but yeah coastal is great it's 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 great i think it's like one of the few tracks where where like a lot of my friends heard before it came out because um i was so happy about it you know but yeah i i I love the track um there was nothing i really wanted to express really just that i can do this thing that most people that I grew up grew up uh, listening to can do, right? You know, like, yeah. have I have I earned the right to use these type of sounds and try to make this type of record? And I think, I think I have. Yeah, no, I think the song works really well. Um, and you know, I, you don't use a lot of vocal samples, or you do sometimes, but you don't use them, you know, in every single song or anything like that. And so it was, it's really interesting hearing the soul samples, it, it kind of is like a, it's a different sort of texture in your music. And, I, and it's kind of a nice little, uh, it's kind of a nice little, little, um, you know, tangential path that you kind of go down on this album, I feel like, because it sticks out a little bit after what you hear beforehand, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, it definitely, definitely is a, a welcome, a welcome change after, you know, hope and, uh, and freedom, <laughs> you know, <laughs> at least um, I think so. Like, I, like, like I, I, I started off the album kind of dark and didn't really offer like a clear path out of it, you know, but just like that is for real life, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So uh, next we have Deacon Jones on this album. Uh, yeah. This Deacon Jones. You showed me way before it came out. I want to yeah. say like, well before it came out. I think at one point it might've been included on the 3.0 track list. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was. Uh, this is probably the song that's most like the two point the two point oh, 
so like, okay, I have, it has more more sounds that I use from 2.0, and it you know it's definitely done in the same way like as uh, most of my 2.0 tracks, and you know I really like the track. I couldn't like obviously 2.0 has a has a particular methodology, and right. you know this couldn't fit in that. In, in, in that in that vein, and and three I think had enough like like uh, upbeat you know stuff, and yeah. this was this album was really lacking in the upbeat stuff. So yeah, it was easy for me to be like, hey, um, yeah, Deacon Jones can can wait a little bit. The song's about a year old now, I think. Yeah, I think the song's like just a little more than a year old at this point, but um. But yeah, mixing mixing master mean I think is probably the easiest of the tracks that I that I have on here, you know. Because when I do things on standalone mode, I do them really like loud. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I don't leave myself a lot of headroom at all, which is a which is a which is a problem. But well, it is a problem if I don't if I don't if I send it off to a mastering technician, which I don't. Right. I do that stuff myself, you know. But yeah, Deacon Jones is great. I really like the the trump the trumpet uh, phrasing on it. You know, it makes it sound yeah. like bigger than than it is. You know, and I like the snare drum. The snare drum and I, on a, on a, on that one is uh, like that's, a, that's something you can only use once, and it had to be right. You know, <laughs> but again, because certain things like you know, like I, I don't I don't want there to I, I don't want there to be like a methodology where it's like oh yeah, yeah Nelson did that. <laughs> you know, I try to vary my sound enough to you know to 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 like not necessarily not have an identity, but, you know, oh, by the way, I can, I can do this too, you know? Yeah. Well, and I think there's a certain quality to your music where it's like, it's not that it doesn't sound like the same person could have made it as much as like, I feel like a lot of producers fall into this almost like trap of like, they keep making the same song over and over again. And that works really well when you're going to put vocals on it, like pop producers, people like that, even somebody like Clams Casino, where you can go through a lot of his older stuff and, you know, he has these instrumental albums that he also has people who sang on, you know, some of the stuff that was, uh, that he created for some of those albums ended up on like ASAP Rocky albums and stuff. And like, they're great songs. Uh, but if you listen to them all in one sitting, they're very similar songs. And you can start to be like, you kind of have this way you make music and you can hear it in every single thing that you do, you know? And like with yours, it's a little bit more diverse. And, and I think that that does make for maybe a a better, more interesting listen, especially when you get to instrumental tracks, because you know when they get repetitive, it can be uh, all boring. I mean, <laughs> you know, it's... Well, yeah. And I, I remember listening to uh, the first RGD two album when I was a kid and loving it. You know, but as as a certain at a certain point, you start to hear a certain you know RGD two ness. You know, yeah. in his music and his next album was like a completely different era of RGD two and. You know, all of a sudden you couldn't pin out. You couldn't. You couldn't like just finger out an RGD two track on you know an, an album. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, and you know, like let's say like somebody like LP. LP has a certain aesthetic, has a certain uh, has a certain like you can tell when when LP has done has done a track for somebody. Right. You know, yeah. The, the drums are the drums are really present. You know and. Yeah, you know, like the, there's a distortion. There's like an old like New York type of sound yeah. to it, and sounds like a city almost. Yeah, it sounds it sounds like a set piece. It sounds it's a complete it's a complete set piece, and you can tell like 
what LP has had a hand in, you know, doing doing something. It sounds almost like comically. Uh, it sounds almost like cartoon or comic like villains. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. The music you would hear them kind of like do something to. I don't know, like. You know, but like, I just never. I never wanted that for myself. I never wanted that. I wanted somebody to be like, oh, okay, that's that's Nelson, and you know, and I never, I never wanted to like. You know, maybe later in 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 my career, I'll I'll, I'll gravitate more towards that. You know, and even if like even with the sequel to uh to two point oh that I'm working on now, like I want to say those songs are different enough from two point oh, you know, okay. to <laughs> to like not like to just to, to to like throw off people that like know that you know this is going to be something that's done in the spirit of two point oh, but Right. It, it's gonna be it's not gonna be 2.0 again you know what i mean yeah yeah and like you know like we we're talking about lp like imagine listening to an instrumental run the jewels album like as cool as it would sound with vocals on it it will sound terrible without them i would not want to hear that you know what i mean so like i, I mean onto something there i i think that that stuff again only works when you're working with people who are going to put vocals on it like I listen to a lot of down-tempo electronica, like sample-based music that doesn't really have vocals. And like the trick is to not make every song sound the same, you know, to kind of like explore an idea in each track. And it seems like you've kind of done this. Uh, before we move off Deacon Jones, is there any reason specifically for that name? Uh, when, I was a, when I was a kid and like I had like little like 10 inch like Magnavox uh, television set and there is a, a I never saw the I never saw the show, but I saw an ad for a show that uh, Deacon Jones, uh, the he was I believe he was a defensive end. Yeah, yeah, he played. He was a defensive end in the NFL for a long time. He had this thing called the head slap that he that he would do. Like he would literally like slap like the lineman's head <laughs> to, to to get around them, and that's what the and that's what the snare drum felt felt like it. It like like it did, especially at the volume that I heard it on, on an NPC <laughs> on, on 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 NPC, you know, and yeah. They, yeah, so I called it Deacon Jones to like because it reminded me of like the the, the head slap because he like I remember him talking about the show that he was in and him introducing himself and and him introducing himself as him telling you about the head slap, which is like <laughs> extremely illegal move to do now, but uh, his trademark, yeah, it's his trademark. <laughs> You know, but yeah. yeah, that 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 that's why I, I I call it Deacon John. And plus, like I believe, uh, it played into like the religion theme that I was going yeah, for. Okay. And that's where I thought maybe you were taking it. So I did not expect it to be a reference to a football player at all. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, 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 yeah, it, it played into the religion theme that that I, that I was going for at the time, and which I like pretty much since abandoned. You know, but yeah, Deacon Jones is. Uh, yeah, is 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 when I when I first started thinking about saints and sinners, you know that 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 was like a song that that definitely fit the original. The, well, not the, I shouldn't say original, but the first vision that I had for it, which gotcha. I have since changed. Because that was another one that I felt like existed for quite a while. I think I want to say you sent me a funeral homes remix that's not even out yet. At the same time, yeah, you sent Jones, yeah, yeah. So that must have been, I don't know, this January, this February, maybe. It was before COVID hit. Well, before we all locked down anyway. Yeah, it was probably around when 2.0 came out, you know. Yeah, like, it was. Yeah, yep. yeah. yeah, it was cold out. I remember that. Um, all right, so next we got Wallace. So Wallace. 
we've seen the uh, the trailers for this. You had some trailers for this and stuff like that. This song uh, sticks out in my head a little bit more just because I've heard it probably the most of any of them. So, so why did you name it Wallace? Uh, Wallace was a, it was supposed to be like a free song that I wanted to put out there. Uh, I've, because I was going, I was going through, I was going through, like I, I've, I came in contact with a singer and I wanted to redo Wallace by Azalea Banks. Okay. And I wanted to make it more like a slower, jazzier type of affair. I, I really love the original. And I, I love Azalea Banks. Azalea Banks, I think, is a, a way better artist than people give her, give her credit for. Um, I, I really wanted this to, I really wanted this to work. And it did not work. It, it, <laughs> it, it, didn't, it didn't work out. I still managed to have some of her vocal phrases as, you know, they're in, they're in the record. Right. You know, like, I paid for these. I'm going to use them. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, like, and, um, and, and, that, and that's where the title came from. Yeah, that, that's why it's called Wells, because it was, it was named after the song. And I didn't want to change the name of it. You know, like, I still have that, have that uh, admiration for the original song. You know, even though it it doesn't sample anything from the original song, <laughs> you know, it was, it was supposed to be like a reinterpretation of it. You know, like, like not not too unlike you know Fergie's uh, national anthem. You know, like stuff like yeah, yeah. Uh, so like the first thing I thought of when I heard this song and saw the name was like Marcellus Wallace from uh, <laughs> 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 maybe it was a reference to that. Uh, it's just who I don't know why my brain went there, but like hearing this song and seeing that name, like literally, I just can't help but think of Marcellus Wallace. It's just like what comes in my in my brain for some reason. Um, I suppose it does have like a little bit of a darker sound. Maybe that's part of it. It kind of reminds me of something that could be playing in that strip club that he's always hanging out in, you know. Uh, but it's a cool song. I, I I really, I mean, honestly, I really enjoy all the songs of this album. Uh, I think Wallace is probably my favorite song on the record, to be honest. And it's it's a sister song to uh, Miss Erica, uh, Wallace and uh, and and uh, and framed after it. You know, they they're both like like those three songs were were are, are all like low tempo, like really like in a sample in a sample really like bright. Well, that, and I shouldn't say bright, but really like orchestral and and like music that has like a lot of like instruments or really deep uh really deep like chord progressions i think what wallace's uh p- piano phrasing is amazing like i really i really like i really like the the original sample the, the original sample for that for that track you know i think it's beautiful too you know yeah which is what you know i think the song that it was supposed to be deserved you know so but I really like the song in its own right. And yeah, like I said, it's probably like my favorite song on 3.x. You know, I think it embodies the idea of of sinners and, and how I how I feel about the word sinners and you know how you have like this this negative connotation, but you know, there's still a lot that can be like taken out of out right. of it. There's still a lot of a lot of good things that can be taken out of this so-called bad bad thing you know and i, I kind of like that the story of the song fits really well with like that overarching idea 
in general. It's like kind of like you you mine this like good thing out of something that you know at the time you had seen as kind of like a failure. So uh, well, I mean, things don't work out. I think as a somebody who does music, especially in like pandemic times, like like the death of a song is not because the, the like the original plan for it failed. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, a lot of stuff just is not viable. <laughs> a lot of things that people were doing beforehand just it's it's hard to it's hard to have access to the right equipment. It's hard to have access to the right time. You know, you're stuck in inside probably with if you don't live alone with other people, and that really can inhibit music production. I feel well, bad for my fingers. <laughs> if, you're doing, if you're doing music, you're gonna get burnt. That that's yeah. the, that's that's the reality of the music business. You know, whether you're an indie guy or where you're working in a, in a major label. When you, when you find yourself in a business in which you are clearly dependent on other people to get like collaborations and stuff done, you're gonna get burnt. It happens. It, it's, you, can, you can place bets on it, you know, like. I assume it, actually, you know, yeah. I assume like one out of 10 collaborations I pitch make it to like something that's even close to being released. I would say almost none of them end up released, but like, it's rare that people even kind of like follow through and you end up with like what you hope to, you know? So, and that's okay. I've done it to people too. It's, it's a. Uh, well, no, uh, like people, people are busy. We're adults. Yeah. Like we're, we're in our thirties and you know, like it's, it's reality of life, you know, like, you know, some yeah. people have kids, some people like, you know, I work in healthcare during a pandemic, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like it, it's, it, there's a thing, there's a thing yeah. that it's, like, like life is uh not predictable like that but also like people get busy you know like yeah. like I, I don't begrudge Reddit Vale for not doing the track you know like I'll feel better if like they told me like hey by the way I'm busy like you know this can't work right now but like but yeah but sometimes people can't do that you know like I had a situation with Amanda Palmer like a couple of years ago you know, oh, was it a couple and, years ago? I think that was yeah, last year. Yeah, it was a while ago, man. Uh, I don't think it was long you think. It was like a year ago, dude. I'm pretty sure because we were working with Dean and we've only worked with Dean for a year and a half. Oh, man. So, like, yeah, I had a situation with Amanda Palmer and, like, like she, she never got back to me. And, like, well, people get busy, you know? Like, yeah, it happens. It, it happens and, you know, like, it's just the reality of, of the business. And, you know, like, I'm not the only person in people's ear, you know, like, they yeah. pretty sure they got other other people working out. And But like, with the, the situation with Wallace is that, you know, like, it was like more like I did some things and now I can't do it. So I'm just going to take the take the money and run type of situation. And, you know, it's going to happen. It, it, it's going to happen. Yeah, you know, I still got things I could use out of it. I still got a song that I really like. You know, not only really like, but one of my favorite songs. And you know, like how I feel now, but the lady, I can't say she didn't do a good job. So, right. You know, yeah. I'm definitely and not going to credit her and give her give her any views or anything. But yeah, like it's it's you know, I I really I really like this record. And while Wallace, I think it was uh, it was like the 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 point in which like there's there's gonna be some darkness here. You know, I think back when this was all one record, uh that was gonna be like the darker middle turn before it picked back up. But when I decided to part it out, like, okay, these 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 songs are gonna work really well together. Yeah. So next we got framed, which you said kind of goes with Wallace. They were made around the same time. They're kind of similar songs. Uh yep. 
So the name again, framed, uh, could mean a lot of different things. So let's start there. What what's, uh, inspires that name? Uh, I believe uh, I did that song when um, Pray for Paris came out from uh, West Side Gun. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, and I think framed was a reference to like his album cover and how he like commissioned out like, you know, uh, 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 what's that, what's that artist's name? Because oh, I, I think he also did, uh, he also did um, Juice World's uh, album cover, like his uh, post. But anyway, um, but yeah, it was a, it was a reference to his, like you know, his uh, album cover, and and, and 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 yeah, it was basically like my version of like how to do like the Griselda sound. <laughs> You know, like I'm, I'm really stretching my muscle here on on, on three point X as to like, you know, what what I what I what I can do, and this is how I interpret like, like a, a Griselda song, and and I think it's more dynamic. I think it has like those lighter, uh, like the lighter section of that song is probably was was like one of the, one of the hardest things to include, but it needed that. Like you can't just have that that old dark '70s like rock you know, guitar solo thing going on, you know, you have to have like, you have to have something that complements that. And I think, I think that song really works between the, the lighter, the lighter uh, bridges on, on that song, as opposed to like the darker sections of it, you know? Yeah. And I like the Griselda sound. I really do. Uh, most I do. of I, I think Westside Gun's another artist that like is better when he's short. By the way, I looked up the the artist who did that, Virgil Abloh. Yes. I, just, I yes. felt bad not including their name since it was important. But um, but Westside Gun's another artist where like I love his songs, but like I wish they're about half as long. Uh, and sometimes I feel like even his albums are a bit too long, just because he does have kind of a repetitive. He gravitates towards a certain type of beat. The instrumental yeah. is kind of you know they get to start sounding similar. Uh, and they're sweet and they sound good and he's great on them. But like, yeah, he's somebody who I get like, I don't, I didn't really listen to his album a lot of times because I kind of was like over, like I was satisfied when I was, when I, yeah, yeah, you get it. You get it. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, got, I got what I got out of this. It's not bad. Yeah. It's not whack, you know, right. but, but yeah. I got it, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he's, uh, and so it's interesting. Cause again, like it just kind of fits in with what we've been talking about a little bit with some of that stuff of like, it's particularly his production that gets me where it's like, I love every single one of these on their own. But when I listen to 15 of them in a row, I'm, I'm happy when it's over too. <laughs> you know, like, like I get it by the end. It's like these really great songs are almost not great because like, I've heard too much of it. I mean, I, I, mean, I think for me personally, not, not as a slight to West I get at all. It's just like, I, I really enjoy like, like like what what was like Griselda records I think are are best at least I believe before um uh, from King to God came out because I think after from King to God came out uh, the Conway the Machine record like and uh, the last like Benny the Butcher record because I haven't I haven't heard uh I haven't heard the last West Side Gun record yet but those are more like those are very dynamic records those are very like. Those are songs that really, those are records that really stretch like what a Griselda album can be. And they're really like commercial sounding. And yeah. I, wouldn't, I, I shouldn't say commercial sounding, but they're definitely, they're definitely yeah. yeah, they're more consumable and they're more dynamic, you know, whereas before, like you can like, like I could put on a Griselda, uh, like, like, uh, 
like a Tanner talk too and and like get like a whole bunch of shit done. Like I, I yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Like like I could like I could put on Pray for Paris and like do like cardio for you know for the entire lift yeah. of that album. You know, because it's 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 so driving and it's such a it's such a force and it keeps you going, you know. Like I'll say, like Westside Gun records are like best for like working out, <laughs> you know. Yeah, like, that's what I listen yeah. to, to uh, Westside Gun's albums usually. It's like if I'm just like lifting or something, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because like yeah, yeah, you have you have this like this because Westside Gun reminds me of my father, like 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 because my dad's not a, not a tall guy. He's a little guy. He's like five foot like. He's like five foot four or five foot three or some shit, okay. and but he, will, he like he was he was fearless, and that's what it was like. It reminds me of like <laughs> the both yeah. both both from New York, by the way, both from like you know like yeah. uh, like uh, like upstate New York, but like <laughs> but yeah, like the, yeah, that's what what's like it reminds me of like just this like fearless dude that you know may not be like yeah, he has a certain like, swagger. Yeah, yeah like, he really does. It comes through in his lyrics. Like he just sometimes you just listen to this guy and you're like he doesn't give a fuck. Huh? Like he just literally does not give a fuck, you know. And I really like that record, and I think uh, Frame like put it like. Uh, I, I think Frame is like an like an exposition of my like. Of my appreciation for that, and a lot and a lot of these tracks I do pay tribute. Like, oh, excuse me, like uh, Manny Fresh from Three Point Oh, the tribute to to Manny Fresh, um, and like. This this one's a tribute to like Derringer from uh, from Griselda, you know. And even, even though it has like a lighter section that you probably would never include, you know. But yeah, it, it's a. I, I I really like that I was able to do this, you know. Like I'm I'm really I'm really proud of myself for able to do a record like Framed, you know. Especially the way it ends, I think is a uh, is really good. So um, good. And right after, right after Wallace too, I, I, I really, I really like, I really like that. Well, and, and leading into Hey, which is like a very, like surreal, song, like uh, it kind of has a surrealist kind of tilt to it, where it almost sounds as if like reality has been bent, and you're like experiencing this alternative version of you know life or something. Like uh, I put it on and I was walking through the grocery store and it made the grocery store feel like, like I'd never been to a grocery store before, you know, like you just kind of like transported into like this bizarro world with that song, at least for me it does. And um, I, I don't know, I, I think that it's a really fascinating song. So how'd that come about? Uh, hey, it's like, I want a song that forced people to move. <laughs> and uh, I think that, that, that the, the, the drums actually like kind of like force you like, you know, at least get your head nodding or something like that. I really, yeah. I really wanted a song that really forced you to move and like, you know, like actually like take you out of the, 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 the darkness of, you know, Wallace and Framed, <laughs> you know, like. I don't know. And, Cause it kind of, it, to me, like, I know it, you kind of talk about it as if it's like a, a kind of a happy upbeat song, but it sounds kind of like sad to me. Like there's a certain melancholy twinge to it of like I I don't know if you pitch shifted that like ambient kind of synthy sound that's kind of like in the sides of your head when you're hearing it or what but like that that kind of surrealist sound that comes with it almost has like a little bit of a melancholic tilt. Oh uh, yeah, when when I think of that song, I think of like you know like the like Pan's Labyrinth. I think. Oh you know? okay, that's interesting. Yeah, I could see that. You know, like 
where like it's not necessarily sad. Oh, I mean, Pan's life. When you think about the little girl's life, yeah, it's it's sad as shit. But you still taught me that. <laughs> but you still, but you still have like this whimsical quality to it, and yeah, yeah, exactly, and, yeah. You know, and I, and I and I think that's what I think of when I think of uh, when I think of hey, you know, like yeah, you, still, you still you still have the funky drum beat that that, that you can't resist moving to and you still have the cadence of hey you still have this like this uh this uh chant you know but like the like this like the the synth lead in that and and that is basically like it, 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 it it's it's not pure it's not pure happiness but there's a whimsical darkness to it and yeah yeah, yeah and, I, I would agree with that did you create that synth on yourself or was that a sample uh, I, it, it was originally going to be a sample, but I managed to like play over it. <laughs> okay. Because I because it was it was a guitar it was a guitar uh, it was a guitar sample and uh, I like this synth better. Yeah. 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 You know, but yeah, I managed to, to play over it, and it was a it was definitely a good choice. Yeah, I with guitar that would song would be a very different uh, vibe. It it would not have kind of that whimsical aspect to it, you know. Yeah. Um, and so then finally, is it Gemma or Gemma? Uh, Gemma. 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 Okay, uh, that's what I thought it was. And that also, am I crazy or was that supposed to be on 3.0? Yeah, 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 it was. Uh, but, okay, um, yeah, that's one of them that got cut. Well, it was, uh, what, what replaced Because, uh, no, nothing replaced it. Nothing replaced it. It got yeah, no, yeah, yeah, it just, it, just, it just got straight up cut because I had uh, Gemma and... Oh, man. Gemma's the sister. No, Gemma, Gemma and Donna are sister songs. Both wow. named, both named after uh, really good English friends of mine, you know. Gotcha. So, uh, yeah. So yeah, Donna being one of my more popular Spotify songs, I don't get that at all, because <laughs> yeah, it's the oldest song on three point oh, and <laughs> but like yeah, uh, Je- yeah, Gemma, yeah, I named after uh, one of my dear friends, and and that's probably uh, like this the the last song I made before I got my computer. Like yeah, I think yeah, it's the last and because I really challenged myself to make make this song work, because um, everything is separate. Like all the like at like at the at the end of it, when all you hear is like the cellos and shit like that. Yeah, like, all those are samples, but all those samples came in layers, and I really had to combine all those to make them work. I had to pitch shift everything, everything down oh, wow. like two cents, you know, to make it work. You know, like every, everything. Like that was the real challenge. I had to like export and read add layers and export and re re add layers to make it work on the NPC. And but I, I yeah, I just really wanted it to work and like and to sound like something that was big, something that was you know something that was way bigger than what it was, you know. And especially from a mixing standpoint, to have like that, had to 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 do this type of thing was like a challenge in itself. But uh. I really, I really like Gemma. Gemma was was when I when I when I when I finished it, especially once I once I got because the the ending the ending of it, you know, where it cuts to the cello, where it cuts to just the cellos. Like I I originally did not have that there. That was not that was not supposed to be there, you know. But yeah. eventually, eventually, you know, eventually, I felt like okay, the song is not done yet. <laughs> Right, you know, right. yeah, you know, so I, I, I managed to, I managed to figure out what what it needed, you know, and I haven't done drums like that since, 
Yeah, that was, yeah, because that's the same. Uh, this the finger snap uh, on those on that on that song was the same finger snap from uh, how some from uh, two point actually. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, that was that was the last one that I, I included any sounds that was from two Which I kind of understand that. Um, you know, changing up those kind of those those sounds, especially things like hi hats and and snaps and and things that would kind of be in that higher range of like the the drums. Um, I think adds a lot of texture and character to the songs, you know, like when you mix that up, it kind of helps to set the certain mood. So I think that that was like, I really like that about this album is also that I, the drums are not necessarily all like the same. Oh yeah. And I think for this, for, for this era of songs, I've, I really, I, instead of looking at drums as like, as how I used to, I looked at them as like information. You know what I mean? Like, okay, like, like drums are meant to tell the listener, you know, in a traditional sense, where the one and the two is in the rhythm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and I, I think I I kind of attached to drums on on this record like that. You know, and plus there's a lot of more there's a lot of definitely lower tempo stuff on here. Than I yeah. usually do, especially with Framed and Wallace. Like, like, like going down to the seventies is something I usually never, ever, ever did. And but like I did here, and it worked out fine. You know, it worked out great. And I'm really proud. I'm really, I'm really am happy with this one. And it's like, like I said, so it's a slower, it's a slower record. It's a longer record, and I, I managed to like make something that I think is just as good as its sister record. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, again, I actually think I'm a little bit partial to three point X in general. So um, I, I want to bring up equipment. You've kind of kept bringing up uh, the MPC that you use as well as, you know, your laptop or well, just music computer. I don't think it's a laptop anymore. Right. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. But, uh, um, so like what kind of equipment are you using when you're producing these and i know that you've kind of touched on it so i don't know how deep you really want to go but uh yeah like uh basically this is this is all the equipment that i use uh okay, this so... being the, the mpc live okay. uh this being the the kai fire the kai fire that i used you know my it looks like almost like an 808 sequencer type deal huh uh yeah but basically it's the interface that it's a physical right. touch interface for fl studio Gotcha. And you know, behind the NPC is a computer that I built earlier this year. Uh, yeah. That yeah, I built that around April, and that's basically was like the birth of my uh, my creative my creative peak that I that I that I that I've hit and have yet to let go of, you know. So but yeah, like that that's that's basically everything that I use. I did um, yeah, I even used the the Kai Fire as like a keyboard. I did I did not use a MIDI keyboard this time around. So, oh, wow. yeah, I, I, I try to challenge myself now, you know, which is kind of like the opposite of what people usually do. Like, usually it's like get as much equipment as you can, you know, and, and yeah. you know, use the new, new toys. But I, like, I haven't really. So, you know, I, I got to say, like, I, I haven't bought a new instrument beyond like something that like I literally needed, like an electronic drum kit or like my girlfriend gave me a bass that she used to use or whatever, like. I don't, I like to challenge myself in the same way of kind of like, I think you're more creative when you have limited resources. When you have unlimited resources, you can just like find the thing that's supposed to do whatever it is you want to do. But like when you don't have that, 
you compromise or you try to like innovate and find a way to kind of do this thing that you're interested in, in like a different way or a new way or whatever. And like, I think that that's like a much better creative process, or at least that inspires a much more substantial amount of creativity than when you can kind of just like play the instrument or create the sound directly on the thing, you know, that's supposed to do it, whether it be a certain type of keyboard or whatever. Um, and like, honestly, in some ways, like I think some of my most creative times are when I only owned a keyboard, <laughs> you know, like I just didn't have anything else to, uh, to record with. And it sounds like maybe you're, you're tapping into the same kind of idea. Well, yeah. I mean, like back when, back when I, when I made a 0.5, you know, that just seems like forever ago. I'm on 3.0 back when I made 3.5. That, like, <laughs> that was uh 2017 when I really started. Yeah. yeah so, but, uh, but yeah, when I, back when I made 0.5, like I did not know, like I literally did not know what compression was, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, yeah. and, uh, yeah, I, I just learned what compression was and like some of those tracks, like in order for me to compress, like I had to get the song at max volume. Oh, get this like track, the stem at max volume, export that stem, re-import it, max volume it again, <laughs> export it, <laughs> re and, re and reintroduce it at max volume again before I got it at a right level. You know, like yeah. <laughs> that was like my, my Fisher Price, like, compressor on GarageBand. I don't think GarageBand had had a had a good compression um uh a good compression of uh, plugin. I don't think they I don't think it did. At least not at that time anyway. You know, like because at this point I've like I've already been to I've already been to Suma, which is where uh, which is where Attack and Release uh, from Black Keys was recorded. You know, okay. I I I've been to the to the studio at school, you know, and like songs from that from that record that actually like hit those studios. Like, like I believe uh, Lean in Miami was mixed on the same recording council as a, uh, as attack and release, which was, it still, it still blows my mind that that, <laughs> that, that happened, yeah. you know, but I wish that studio was still open too. Oh man, I really do. I would go back. I would definitely go back to that studio. If Imagine I, what you'd be making now though. Yeah. You know, but like, I mean, it was just basically to use the console and, and, and the old, uh, and the old, the old equipment, you know, I think there, there's a different color. There, there's a certain color that that EP has that, that is thanks to like, you know, old, 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 uh, old, uh, limiters and things of that nature. But, and because like I did it in such a, like, it's the most DIY thing I've ever done, you know, like, Oh, you don't have a compressor though. Don't worry. I'll just export it, you know? And, <laughs> and I like that, like, like, it seemed like such an obvious thing to do. Whereas when I actually did get like Cubase finally and oh, there's actual compressor here. Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, and fair, I was kind of in the same boat where I'd be like, what's wrong with these tracks? You know, I didn't know how to like deal with gain and stuff. And it was just like, uh, I don't know, like you do the weirdest shit. And, and it sounds like you did the weirdest shit, you know, in your songs. Like when you look back at some of the things, not necessarily yours in particular, but just in general, you can look back at old songs you make and you're like, the fuck did I do here? Like you could tell I didn't know what I was doing, you know? So well, yeah, I mean, sometimes, sometimes like the, the backwards way is kind of like the way to do it. Like, like I, I don't like using like, uh, like uh, flangers and stuff like that. I'd rather just export a track and have it I rather I rather just export the track twice and just have it, you know, like sidechain, side, have them sidechain and pan at different 
different different uh different points and rather than have like a chorus or a, a flanger or something like that you know like and those are things that i've learned from just like doing the diy thing you know yeah you know and like like the, the, yeah it's having those type of challenges and uh you know like it, it definitely forces you to innovate. It definitely forces you to, to learn how Signal works, and which is something I did not know for the longest time, you know, when making music, how actual digital Signal works and, you know, how putting things in, especially, like, plugins in order, you know, like, and the quality of, of like, you know, the free plugins that I used to get, you know, and how and how they may affect your track and stuff like, and stuff like that. Like, it, it, there's certain challenges that, that, you need, that, that people should give themselves, you know, like, yeah. like, I, I will never be a proponent of like pool tools unless you're like, you know, an expert on, on, on stuff. Like I wouldn't say anybody who's just starting out should use pro tools, even though it's there's like, and expensive. <laughs> so, well, I mean, there's a, there's a free version of it, I believe, but like, I'm not going to tell somebody like, like there, there's like toxic, like Reddit, like communities for musicians and people starting out in, Basically, it's like a shopping list of like the most expensive shit, and nobody's like interested in actually helping out, you yeah. know, musicians. And you know, I get downvoted because I'm like, no, man, just like spend like get the lowest version of of FL Studio, you know, which is like I yeah. think like a hundred bucks or some shit, you know, if that. And especially, I think now it's actually on sale. If you want if you want FL Studio, you can get it for the cheap right now, you know, <laughs> which is where my last uh, my last two records were made, you know. Oh. Yeah, yeah, rest of the records remain, and and uh, and but no, people want people to spend like hundreds of dollars, and this is this is where like scams come in, you know, right. like you know, like no, you need this plugin, or no, no, he doesn't need that plugin. FL Studio has a has a has pretty nice reverb plugins in there, like yeah. you know, like and, and like yeah, those things like like there's a reason why things cost as much as they do. You know, and that's because you can do shit with them. You know, yeah. like I'm pretty sure I can use reason if I want to. I just don't want to. But I'm not going to tell somebody they they shouldn't use it. It's a very pretty, it's very pretty software. I will say that. And the rack plugin is pretty pretty freaking nice too. But that's what reason that it's a hundred dollar. It's a hundred dollar plugin that comes with a DAW. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that's exactly what it is. But you know, but yeah, like. Uh, you know, I'm, I I like being open with the with the stuff that I use and with the challenge that I that I pose to myself, because I think people should know that this stuff is accessible. I remember when uh, knife when Little Brother came out and knife and the uh, knife wonder uh, using using Fruity Loops was like the thing that actually that piece of information that made me start, you know, doing music because I'm like, oh shit, he just has this. Like a man can do this with just this. I I I got I got I got to be able to 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 figure this out at some point, you know. Not saying that I can do what Knife Wonder does, but you know, like I can now do what not what I do with it, and that's right. that's more than enough for me. I was gonna say, well, isn't that the most important thing? Like, yeah. you know, it's like that's what I and, that, and, that, and that's what started it. Like that that one piece of information, that one yeah. piece of information that Knife Wonder did this with this software is what like. Is like the 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 the, the linchpin of, of of my music career, like yeah, <laughs> you know. That's how I feel about equipment and like interfaces and and all that kind of stuff. Is just like 
You don't need the most expensive interface. You don't need the most expensive guitar. You don't need the most expensive DAW. You can scrape by. You just got to be able to make what it is that you're trying to make. And a lot of the times, like, the best way to get into music, in my opinion, is to use the shitty, cheapest version possible first. At least know what it is that you're trying to do and then invest based on what you know now that you need versus buying something super expensive, recognizing that the thing that you need is going to cost another $300 worth of plugins when you could have done it over here for less, even if it wouldn't have been as good or whatever. Like, you know, that's the kind of thing that I think people have to think about, you know? And it's like this idea that like, I see people talk all the time and they're like guitar snobs. And it's like, yo, I've recorded every fucking oh. song I've ever made on one of how, two. How many pickups, bro? <laughs> yeah, like, I have two guitars and Super Destroyer uses all that electric shit is a fucking nylon acoustic guitar. Nylon string, electric acoustic guitar. Everything is made on that. Like you don't need 15 guitars to make the sound tone sound interesting. Like just do whatever you want with it, mess around with it, you know, layer tracks, whatever. But like there's so many ways that you can like make something sound cool. And as long as you think it sounds cool, like, I don't know, fuck it. Right. Like, um, I mean, cause like, uh, like I remember hearing, uh, like Mad Lib, he did a, a, the Freddie Gibbs album, like most of those beats on that album on on an iPad. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, exactly. Like, like, like there's no limit to, to to that. I mean, it's easier to say now, but like I can get how he did that, you know? Yeah. Like, and, and, yeah. and, and like, yeah, he's like a fucking like subject matter expert when it comes to making music anyway. But like, and the fact that I can do, like, I can do what I do on just like two pieces of software is, is, is like confound is like really really confounding to me like stuff that i actually like like i still listen to 2.0 like like now and amazed of like how did i fucking come to that come to that to come to that uh conclusion of the of the song you know and you know there's to be able to do that to surprise even yourself with limited resources and yeah you know and just like just like putting in time and learning these things and you know, like watching like YouTube videos and like I took an audio production class, which, you know, landed me in, you know, the recording studio that I, that I mentioned earlier, you know, like, like a lot, like a lot, a lot of, a lot of years and a lot of education went into it. And like, I'm not a classically trained guy, <laughs> you know, like, like this is brute force that for, for through sheer brute force that I'm able to do this, you know? Yeah. It's just willpower. Yeah, just oh. yeah, sheer will. So yeah, that, that's why I like to share equipment. You know, if I had if I had a if I had a jacket, you know, a record jacket, I would definitely list the equipment that I used. You know, I would definitely list my PC specs. You know, because it's not the best spec PC ever. Like, <laughs> I, yeah, I literally have like an Intel like Cabby Lake processor with four cores and four threads, and it's able to do what I wanted to do. It's not the best computer in the world, but you know, it definitely. Is the nicest computer I've ever owned. <laughs> so. Super Street is being recorded on a, a seven-year-old uh, laptop. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, hey, whatever works, right? Um, so as far as uh, you covered, you also wanted to cover others involved or something. So, like, was there anybody else involved with the making of this album that you wanted to shout out? Or uh, Chuck. Chuck uh, did Wallace. They did uh, the bass for Wallace. And I think, like... Yeah, Chuck doing the bass for Wallace uh, is something that I, I sent it to him after the singer flaked out and I couldn't do, I couldn't do, like, it was missing something. And 
Chuck definitely definitely helped me uh, figure out what was missing with that when he sent the track back. And yeah, that that that, that baseline for Wallace is bananas. Like Ch- Chuck always does really good work. And yeah, he he definitely helped me out with uh with Wallace a ton. You know, like I said, that's that's my favorite song on here. Probably one of my favorite songs I've I've released thus far. You know, so yeah, that that that's that's definitely another who was who somebody who was involved. Uh, I, di- I didn't I didn't sample anybody for uh, well, any, any anybody that wasn't like royalty free for uh, for three point X, uh, but for I wanted to thank Brad for letting me use houses and hotels for three point uh, I, I think those songs are. I think people really. I think people really like those songs, the houses and hotels songs, on three point There's two of them. And uh, I believe he just recorded a new a new record, actually, which I can't cool. wait to get my hands on. So, but yeah, he's a local Af- Akron-based uh, musician, and you know, like, yeah, yeah, those are the others who are involved in my music endeavors as of lately. Uh, there's a lot more people I could thank, <laughs> and uh, and what's coming in 2021, but uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. but yeah, there's like like uh, there's uh, like holy Kerouac, like when when uh, something about this needs to change. The when that came out, I didn't like write a song for like a month <laughs> after that. Like, you know, oh, and, and, uh, closer now more than ever. You mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah closer now more than ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. about this, that's Alex. Yeah. Oh yeah, um, the, the, I don't know. I don't, uh, God damn. And I just listened to that record too. <laughs> I, li- I literally like listened to it like earlier today. I love um, the name of that. Like I love the name of that Holy Karaoke EP. Yeah, and, but yeah, yeah, I didn't write a song for like a month before that and after that, and you know, I think I think that definitely it definitely made me want to do like the like the, the narrative thing with the, with uh, vocal skits. You know, yeah, that that def, definitely I because I, I couldn't just like I don't know. You can't really follow up that kind of record like that. I remember uh, thinking, man, like. Like the post, uh, the, the the singularity, because like at, at the time of this recording, like like funeral homes is a uh, year year uh, year is like in like an hour and a half, <laughs> you know, like an hour and a half. It'll be a year since uh yeah. since uh, Lavender House came out. I think the post Lavender House, uh, Lonely Lonely Ghost catalog has been terribly inspiring. Like just one great record after the next, and. Yeah, definitely closer now more than ever in in uh, Shag Lab. That that definitely uh, that definitely uh, put a battery put a battery in me, and I have yet to stop making music. You know, so <laughs> yeah, well, you know, and that that's true. Like everybody, it seems like no matter what comes out, it's like, damn, that's fucking crazy that we just put that out, and then you hear something else, and you're like, Jesus Christ, this is the best thing we've ever put out, and then the next album, it's like, Jesus Christ, this is the best thing we've ever put out, and it's just like. It just keeps happening, which is good. I, I think that we can really see uh, everybody's just like exponentially growing right now, and they're just getting like really good at what they do. And I think it's because Lonely Ghost is a bunch of people like yourself, like me, sit in a bedroom by themselves and kind of just fuck around until they make something they like. Oh yeah, I mean, like this is this is this is my this is my loft. This is my attic loft. You know, like yeah, like. There's my old my old helmet there from when I was in the Air Force, but yeah, <laughs> this is this is my loft. Like literally, I have like my Plex server <laughs> on a 32 inch C on a 32 inch TV. Like 
like sitting over there like dude like this is where i live you know yeah <laughs> this, is, this is where life happens you know and like like i'm not in the studio i'm, I'm not i'm not like this is something that is c- completely doable completely achievable you know yeah if you just put in some time you can't see it in here but this is resting on my production laptop with uh two synthesizers behind this laptop here <laughs> drum kit over here yeah uh, later chaos pad over here three guitars over here like <laughs> this is this is all of it like this is where you know everything's done and um i think that it's cool that like that bedroom sound i think that they're you know it got kind of played out for a little bit because bedroom meant like lo-fi but like bedroom quit meaning innovative you know, like the reason everybody dug lo-fi when it came out was because like, oh shit, you hadn't heard this, you know? And so like, I think it's cool that I hear so many people on the label who are like making interesting music. Um, I think that that's kind of should always be the goal. Uh, like, why do I need to remake, you know, a Modest Mouse song? Modest Mouse made that song better, you know? So it's like, yeah. if you're always trying to chase something somebody else did, and you're limiting yourself by like trying to fit in that way. I think that like oftentimes you're going to find yourself disappointed because I can write a million songs that are supposed to sound like Modest Mouse. And I promise you, I'll never like it as much as a single Modest Mouse song, you know? Yeah. Plus I think at least for me personally, I'm at a position where I think I can make whatever I want. And like, this is like, especially my last two records, like those are what I'm going to do when I'm in a position where I can make whatever I want, you know, like, and I, yeah, I could I could try to do like the the premiere and P Rock or RZA thing, but like I said, I don't want to have I don't want to be f- figured out as far as like what my sound is, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think I think it came close with uh, <laughs> well because uh, I remember some people were like, man, that tambourine you use is getting you, you, me. you use that tambourine a lot, Nelson. <laughs> you stop it. Not that much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's not that it's bad, but it's just like one of those things where it's like, you know, again, I really like diversity in those kind of sounds though. Like I think that that can be, uh, especially in like electronic music, there's so much character that gets added through there that I really like hearing you experiment with like the higher end on the drums, you know, all the like hi-hats and stuff with crashes, stuff like that. Even the snares, you know, where you can kind of hear, like you were saying, like different sounds for different songs and stuff it's yeah my, my snare game has definitely stepped up with 4.0 i think <laughs> you know yeah but. yeah crazy actually everything has been stepped up with 4.0 um, yeah that's definitely a culmination of like of definitely like little tricks i like it's uh, it, it, don't underestimate the value of little things that, that, that because little things add up to to a fuller sound you know what i mean yeah exactly you know, exactly like, you know like Mac Miller, when he made Swimming, he invited a, a, a composer in and was like, yo, I want this to sound like water. That's why it's called Swimming. And like he composed, like Mac Miller composed all of the instrumentals and stuff and then paid somebody to come in once they were done and basically figure out where it needed to be filled in. So he was like, add these like ambient sounds, add these extra little pieces that are going to really fill this album out and make it sound alive. And like, if you listen to it, you can hear like, little guitar riffs off in the distance like back and behind your ears or something sometimes that that just come in for like i don't know a second and you never hear it again and you're just like fuck that's my favorite part of the song now because like you just notice it you know and i love shit like that i love when people are able to to do that and like pay attention to those little details 
Yeah, and Mac Miller is one of those talents where he's just as good as a rapper as he was a musician, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. He's, he was a super talented instrumentalist. Um, I was shocked at his guitar playing because I never realized how good he was at it. But he was, like, playing this crazy guitar solo behind his head on stage and just some random video of him messing around. I was like, what the hell, dude? Like, he never – because he always said he sucked at guitar. And then you see him play, you're like, that is not what sucking at guitar looks like at all. Um, good guitar players are like the most modest like yeah. sons of bitches ever like uh like like clarissa is like that <laughs> you know yeah. like, like no like you can play you can play very well yeah <laughs> like, exactly like, like do, 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 not, do you not see yourself in the trash ghost video where you just like yeah. you know <laughs> like exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah and like you know i guess though it, it's kind of one of those things too where like mac miller's like one of his best friends with thundercat like yeah compared to thundercat you do suck at like any instrument probably with strings on it you know what i mean like of course like watch that dude play bass for five minutes and you're like fuck i'm terrible you know and like i feel like a lot of musicians think they suck because everybody musician knows somebody better than them at- well what are your best friend is somebody wrote them changes which i think is like the best song the best like the best song the last like 10 years like yeah yeah exactly like, That's like, yeah i can see yeah. i can see why you think everything you do is bad but no yeah them changes is truly like them changes is the first song i heard by thundercat and i was just like holy shit who the fuck is this guy yeah he's he's um i liked his new album better than i liked the album that uh them changes was on though actually so but anyway um so finally this is kind of in related to collaborators at this point, but like cover art. Cover art, yeah. Uh, Knife Mom, who I've had a working relationship with for a little while. I, I forgot how I how I met this. Uh, I forgot how I met this woman because uh, we have a few, we have we have mutual Twitter friends, and I don't know if we met. No, I think we met through somebody who she who like. I mean, we met through somebody who none of neither of us actually have a relationship with anymore. You know, I, 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 yeah, I think I think we I think we met through uh, yeah somebody who like pretty much like screwed her over, and I'm like, okay, but well, I'm not gonna do business with them. I'll do business with you, and <laughs> and yeah, she catch uh, I how do we how do I, no I, I I forgot how we got. I think I approached her when 2.0 was uh, getting done. And um, the original artwork, well, the first artwork that I envisioned for it was not good. And then I'm, I think something was like, okay, let me just see what she can do. And there was, and she, and she posted like this Instagram story of like her being like all bloody and shit and shit like that. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I want, I want, the, I want this, I want this photo shoot. And that's where a 2.0 cover came from. Uh, 3.0 and 3.x came from the same shoot that I paid for. And always professional, always on time, always, uh, always gets me uh, exactly what I asked for, which is very rare in this business, like to be yeah, punctual. No, and to and to deliver on your promise, like that, yeah. that, that, that is very that is very rare. And you know, she sent me the photos. I really really liked uh, the three point X one, probably more than I liked the three point oh one. And um, yeah, through through uh, GIMP because I'm not paying for Photoshop. And you know, out came the the, the artwork for uh, artwork for uh, for three point X and through in uh, the artworks that. I got I got coming in January, so. But yeah. Oh yeah, that one's actually my favorite one so far. The one yeah. the one single is is really cool. I really like that. 
yeah, it's it's and, and I believe uh, uh, this hasn't been announced yet, but the Kixie single is also from the same photo shoot as well. well. So it almost looks like a bust of somebody's head, like a statue. Yeah. You know? Like I love that. That's so it's so cool looking. Yeah, yeah, and like yeah, Nice Mom does good work. Like if she, if 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 you want something done, she she will get it done for you. And like at this point, like I I would actually call her a friend now. You know, and yeah, it's just yeah, because it's rare. It's rare to find, especially artists. Like artists take forever, man. Like, and like you know, and, and not just like in in like you know like you know like a drawing sense, but just or like a photo sense, but like even musical artists, like like whatever you tell them when you need it, you need your shit by, just multiply that by like three point five, and you you'll probably get it more accurate. Yeah, <laughs> you know, if so. I'm going to collaborate with people, I give them the song like six months before I need it and tell them I need it in two because I know it's going to take four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for her to be like punctual, because I was like naive about how how this business works when I first started, you know, contacting her. And, yeah. and for her to be on time, I got spoiled because when I had somebody else and like it took like two months more than <laughs> than, than what I got. I'm like, okay, I'll take it, but you know, I'm not using this now. I just turned it in, like, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> like I have a, like I have a deadline, you know. But no, that's that's bad on me because I don't because that's how artists are, you know. That's yeah, just you a, just gotta know it, you know. You get used to it. Like I, I plan, like literally, I everything for anything I'm doing, I'm always planning like way far in advance now because it makes it easier too. Of like, there's so much stress when you're like, fuck, I have this deadline and I haven't heard from this person in two weeks and I've hit them up like three times and I've like. I'm gonna have to figure something else out in the next two days or whatever. And it's like a terrible feeling. So like now I, I try to always be like way ahead of the game so that, you know, if something falls through, you have time, but also like people take a long time, you know? Um, so I guess finally um, we have the thank you. So was there any thank yous you wanted to, to throw out there real quick? Uh, yeah, uh, definitely, uh, definitely. Uh... Probably the person that doesn't get any credit that credit for inspiring me that should get more credit for inspiring me is funeral homes. Um, like every funeral homes record is, is is just amazing, and like even like just communicating back and forth. Like, but, oh man, like uh, if, if I if I if I could redo some of these tracks after uh, this after the Halloween split come out, I definitely would have. Uh, <laughs> It's fucking funeral homes, but uh, yeah, that, that definitely uh, funeral homes. Uh, definitely uh, uh, Holy Kerouac. Uh, that entire project, uh, from everything from uh, why'd you have to make this weird to, you know, closer now more than ever. Like that. that like the, 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 those are two great records. Like closer now more than ever is like one of my. I think it's like my number two for like 2020 records that I listened to. I think I listened to that record that, that many. I think the only one I listened to more is uh is Cause uh Descendants of Cain. Uh uh yourself. Like we communicated a lot this past year. We, yeah. we really have, you know. And like yeah, I I I I, th- I think uh our our friendship has actually actually like strengthened in, in recent years and like I've known you longer than I haven't known you at this point in the time of my life. Yeah, that's you know? crazy actually. <laughs> yeah. Really, yeah, like more than half of my life I've known yeah. you. <laughs> you know, you know, like yeah. definitely definitely Shane and man, man, that that, that record's got to come out, man. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I keep telling him I'm like, <laughs> in my house. 
You know what? I let, he came over. We, we worked out because, you know, he quarantines and I quarantine because he's compromised and I'm compromised, whatever. Like, just to be clear, like, I'm not just fucking around. Like, he's the only person I hang out with. But, like, he came over. We played fucking video games. I should have been like, fuck that, dude. We're going upstairs. We're going to record. <laughs> now we're going to finish the vocals on one of those songs. Because, you know, like, I, I did a lot of the stuff on the instrumentals. And then, like, I sent you – was that a month ago now, probably? I sent you – tracks of like three of the instrumentals are just done like that's it they're finished so like let's go you know like i want to see that album done so badly maybe you should bother him about it <laughs> yeah definitely definitely uh shane uh if any, if any shane's been like this been been like a silent hero of the label you know <laughs> he does anything related to money and math and that's you know. really important <laughs> um oh man uh, yeah, definitely, uh, Alex uh, uh, from uh, Riser. That that you know, for for even like being the first person on the show, you know, yeah. that, that 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 was a that meant a lot to me. And just like, that was a great conversation I had with him, you know, like just being like a gentleman to me. Like that's and plus, uh, yeah, Alex was like more, like the other uh, the other person that like referenced like test like test one from people under the stairs when talking about my music. So that 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 was that was pretty that was pretty funny to hear a kid that young that knows like people under the stairs. Okay, all right. <laughs> yeah, well, Alex does have a a very um, advanced knowledge of music. Yeah, I mean, but just like that, well, like yeah, a- a- Alex and Kixie, they they need to make more music together. <laughs> I think that yeah, like <laughs> honestly, like that would be like that's the that's the real thing that needs to happen is those two need to start a band together. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, and definitely, definitely, uh, Kixie for letting me use your music, you know, and for like because uh, that her her album definitely made me think about mixing differently. Her album's so good. Yeah, because it's it's, it's, like it's mixed to so it's good. it's to perfection. It's a yeah, literally it's one yeah. You know, so yeah, or, yeah, that album definitely made me think about mixing way differently. I think, like, especially like we, you know, because I've been listening to like a lot of Dr. Dre lately, and like how amazingly mixed that is in the studio, and but like when you clash that with how amazingly like Kixie's album is done, and not to mention, you know, Alex's bedroom, like, 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 like that album sounds beautiful, like. It, like everything gets across very well. Like it's not even just like, like it's like like that's mixed to a point where it's like that sounds luxurious. You know what I mean? Like yeah. <laughs> so yeah. she's she's just like the amount of talent that she has in so many different areas is like unbelievable. Like literally, it's unbelievable that she's like so good at mixing, so good at every instrument that she plays, so good at like just having an ear for like what's going to be catchy, you know, like she knows how to like write a hook, like yeah, pretty, yeah. she's just like, yeah. The one song, I just have this one song that she wrote and it's stuck in my head. I'm trying to think of the name of it. I'll have to, I'll have to look and, and see. I mean, if what if what uh if what Alex says about gonna die, where he just tried the guitars in the vocal in his vocals, everything else I have to believe is Kixie and yeah, and, no, that's all and, Kixie, and, 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 that, and that's like that's just that's that's amazing, like Left Lane, by the way, that's the song I'm thinking. Of. Okay, it's been stuck in my head since the day I heard it. <laughs> 
But yeah, man. But yeah, definitely uh, kicks it because like I think she actually sent me a message during this interview actually because I sent her a message about doing this song, this show actually, you know. But um, but yeah, definitely yeah, yeah, yeah you, uh, Funeral Homes, Alex, uh, Clarissa, Kixie, Alex, definitely um, uh, they, they definitely have been in my heads this summer as these songs were getting made. You know, definitely uh, all your guys' records have been in, have been like. Okay, this is what this is what I'm not necessarily competing with, but this is what the label's been putting out, and I gotta at least match the quality yeah, of, of this. I feel the same you know? way. You know, yeah, so. like every time I hear somebody's album, I'm like, man, now that this is out, I can't like go and put out some bullshit. Like, I'm not yeah, yeah, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. Lavender House kicked my ass. You know, like yeah, Lavender House kicked. I off. I, I, I felt <laughs> so insecure about 2.0 after Lavender House came came out, and <laughs> oh man. <laughs> It was a turning point for the label for sure, but I, I do think that like this year was really solid. And amazingly, despite the fact that I do think that this year was really solid, I think that everything I've heard so far for next year is like way better. So like the fact that like every single person who put out music this year is putting out something better next year is pretty crazy to me. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. It's just to be still on the upward trajectory, like with the quality that we have now is, uh... It, it's 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 amazing and, and and like i'm at a point where i'm like sitting on tracks and i'm releasing so I'm like oh shit man i'm releasing this now just wait until they, they <laughs> hear what i got done yesterday you know you know yeah, like, yeah. You know, yeah. Like, like even the song i finished like this week i'm i can't wait to put that fuck around man i really i really can't you know like well uh, yeah and and you know you and i have kind of had this parallel uh boost of creativity and it's been kind of nice to have somebody else kind of like, I mean, we're basically just doing what we've always done, sending tracks back and forth to each other, but it's pretty neat that like, yeah, we've been, we've been doing that for years. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like a tw- 12 years, something like that. Um, yeah. And like, it's pretty cool that you and I are still doing it right now. And like you and I both have just like recorded three albums in a year. So, you know, it's like, like I put out one, but, obviously I've sent you two more and then like hearing your new stuff. It's just nice to have somebody who's kind of in that same wavelength right now. Who's just been kind of just like constantly trying new stuff out and being creative, you know, like it's, it's nice just to have someone to, to do that with, you know, who's kind of like, not like, Oh man, I wish I was recording. And then you feel like an asshole. Cause you're like, fuck, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to like make you feel bad that you haven't recorded something in, in five months. <laughs> <laughs> It's nice to do it with somebody who's like, yo, I just made a new song today too. One minute. Yeah. You know, yeah. Oh yeah. That's another thing that, that has changed. Like the length of, the length of time that I make a song. And cause I, yeah, I, I think, I think uh, that's another lesson I learned from like Earl Sweatshirt and, uh, and Kanye West is like short album, short songs, like get, yeah. get, get what you got out of your system, you know? And well, you know, that's and, my favorite now. Like that's yeah. like my favorite. Like, I, I just believe that songs should not be longer than they need to be. Like, I, I hear so many songs now where, like, this would have been a better song if, you know, it were shorter. I, I mean, dude, there's straight up albums that could, that could be shorter. Like, well, so, like, I just listen to them. So maybe we could cut the actual, like, let's cut the. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's, let's end this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.